start noticing the little things that you do to help you get through each day or when someone says crap at work or with your family or you know if you're just having a bad day or your footy team lost or what you know how do you start practicing turning it around and what do you do in your world that isn't the woo woo mad mumsy world Hello and welcome to another Beers with a Minor audio blog. No time to read? Listen in as I read and then discuss blog posts from the madmumsy.com website. Today is episode 11. Now let's dig in. Get it? Dig? Mining? Ah, crack me up. How do we become kinder bent instead of broken after hard times in our life? In this episode, we talk about a few simple ways to get us through those times and those who are close to us. This is not really an audio blog, just a chat with me. (laughs) Don't worry, I have some interviews lined up so you can hear some other peeps rather than just me ranting all the time. They'll be coming up real soon. Until then, it's you and me. This week was Men's Health Week and it really got me thinking. In episode 10, I chatted about when my daughter's partner Tony died suddenly at work. He went out to a shift in a coal mine and never returned. How do we get through shit like that? How do I? How do others? How do you? Life can get tough. What triggers you? Shit can go down when big changes occur and even stops life as you know it for a while. What strategies do you have to help you become kind of bent, but not broken? I asked a couple of people their thoughts and I wanted to share them with you this week. First to respond was Rachel Blee. In 2007, with four kids aged between eight and one year old, Rachel was told her husband Jason had been killed in an underground coal mining accident. Rachel shares her story to other miners at Toolbox Talks to try and help them understand how important safety is and not to become complacent. With not much support other than friends and family and many other issues that rose from Jason's death, she set up a miner's legacy to help other mining families with resources and support at these trying times. Great news is that Rachel has agreed to come on the Beers with a Miner podcast and I'll sit down with her and delve deeper into her story and also find out more about a miner's legacy and what they have to offer us miners in these trying times. Um, And also how we can help spread the word and anything we can do to help a miner's legacy and Rachel. I've also found out that (laughs) through a couple of comments on Facebook, she's going to teach me about a a wine. I believe it might be a rosé or something. And her friends are saying, oh, (laughs) have fun with that. So that's going to be interesting. I can't wait to find out what that's all about. I don't think I'm going to be allowed to stick to my beer for that episode. (laughs) So I look forward to sharing that with you in the future. We're just trying to work out a date at the moment. You know, life keeps getting in the way. 
Anyway, I asked Rachel for her thoughts on becoming resilient and being bent, not broken. And this is what she sent back to me. Taking charge when everyone else was falling to pieces, knowing that you have to get up every morning because you had little ones to care for, you want someone to create a bubble for your little family to get into and be protected by it. You well and truly don't get to grieve properly because you're the strong one and everyone else needs you. Thanks so much for sharing that, Rachel. And I'm sure, like I said, we'll find out a lot more about you and your story and your lovely little family when we sit down and have a chat. I know that I had to deal with that. I felt like I was the strong one for everybody and then it was my turn to try and figure it out later. But I did talk about a lot about that in episode 10, madmumsy.com forward slash beers 10, if you'd like to listen to that. And again, all the links will be in the show notes, which is madmumsy.com forward slash beers 11, the number 11. I asked our very own hard hat mentor her thoughts on this. Of course, that's my sister, as you will know her very well from episode five. I knew she'd have some golden nuggets to share with us. And also I wanted to know what her feelings and thoughts were when shit goes down in her life as well, because I know that it has. <laughs> so he, she started off with a couple of quotes, which I'll share with you first. This one is from mmacodable.com. You might be able to knock the smile off my face temporarily, but it's going to be real hard to keep it gone for long. This one is from Ernest Hemingway. The world breaks everyone, and afterward some are strong at the broken places. Quotes are amazing, aren't they? You need to sometimes let them sink in. That one definitely makes you realise that it's the hardest times that make us who we are and make you strong. And here is another one from Hemingway. I assume that's Ernest. (laughs) We are all broken. That's how the light gets in. Wow, that's very special too. I like that. I'll think of that next time I break a mirror. But that's another podcast altogether when I broke two mirrors in a couple of weeks. And to be honest, the few years that follow weren't that flash. Thank you for sharing those quotes with us, Hard Hat Mentor. Now I shall read. I asked her for a paragraph. She's a bit like me. You're never going to get a paragraph out of me. So I'll read out to you what our very own Hard Hat Mentor has to say. When life throws me a curveball, as it has many times, I tend to let it hit me hard, feel it, cry or yell, drink or exercise, talk to family and friends or keep it secret. It all depends. Firstly, I believe that it is important not to be in denial and pretend everything is okay. Do what you need to to get that pressure out of you. 
The secret for me to build resilience is to ensure that the period of time you allow yourself to feel it is very short. Go hard and let it all out. Then pretty rapidly choose where you want to be next as in, okay, this is bad, but I must move on and keep stepping up to it. Think like a boxer here. I have been given psychological tools by very smart people and using them is so very powerful. One is the way we can reframe our thoughts. We cannot control what happens to us. We can influence, of course, at times. The only thing we can literally control is how we choose to respond to any given situation. Our thoughts generate our feelings, which generate everything else that comes after everything. So in a nutshell, as one paragraph from Hard Hat Mentor is a bloody big ask, once you have given yourself permission to feel it, make a conscious decision to reframe any negative or unhelpful thoughts. No more, this is not fair, not more, why me? Not more victim mentality. No matter how bad the situation is, we are the only one who can make an effort to get past it or choose to stay in that negative space. My new frames pretty rapidly tend to look something like this. Okay, what can I learn from this? What did I do to contribute to this? What lesson shall I take to ensure this doesn't happen again? Or, depending on the situation, I have to keep going so I will concentrate on all the positives in my life and be grateful for each and every one of them. My ego, heart, mind, relationships may have taken a hit, yet I'm a good person, have worked too hard and long to give up now. My family and friends need me to be strong for them. Life is too short. I have my health. I have so many more years to go. I will get past this. I have faced bad shit before, yet here I still am, somehow. And so on and so on. When you feel the ants coming in, automatic negative thoughts, make the effort to replace them with pots. (laughs) No, not pot. Positive, optimistic thoughts. If you do this every single time, every single time, the more helpful thoughts will take over and you have successfully stomped on the ants. They will find somewhere else to go and everything will get so much better. It works, it is powerful, yet it is a choice. can be hard, worth the effort and over time will be the way you deal with shit automatically in the future. So, I'll shut up now. Sorry it's so long. Does this make sense? Thank you to my awesome sister, Blister, Drewy, Hard Hat Mentor. It was really nice to get some input there from the Hard Hat Mentor. And I'm sure you agree that everything she says makes sense. It's just a matter of putting it into action. Another thing that I took from Hard Hat Mentor's little comments there was that it shows how we can in fact coach ourselves with practice. So figure out how to start coaching yourself and do it. 
Nicole Ashby is well known for FIFO families as she founded that from living the FIFO lifestyle and realised there wasn't much help out there for any of us. And she's gone from strength to strength, but you I don't want to be a spoiler. <laughs> You'll hear all about that in episode 14. I did ask her the question relevant to this episode, and here you go. Let's hear from Nicole. From a personal level, Nicole, how do you deal with it? What strategies do you have so that you're not the one who goes home and cries for two days? How? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you get through? Yeah, I would always advocate... Um, time for yourself you know I said that week three earlier and this isn't in terms of you know having a partner die but when you're living the FIFO lifestyle and you've got really long periods on your own and particularly if you're working and you've got kids you have to put time aside for yourself and you have to do what what makes you happy and what gives you joy and if you're an introvert you know that means that you'll need to recharge by reading a book or you know having quiet time and you've got to do that um, something that I really used to love doing, but I'm not doing it so much now, was getting a facial once a month. So I knew mm-hmm. that I had this time coming that was just for me and it would be two hours, hour and a half, two hours, but nobody could contact me. I didn't have to think about anything and it was quite nurturing for my soul. Um, you know, and I just think when, you've, when you're faced with really big challenges is – you know, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Am I fulfilling my purpose? Does this make my heart sing? And that's what I always use. Am I on the right track? Am I on the journey where I need to go? Um, because if I am, then I can know, well, there's better things coming and that this is just a day and this is just a process. And six months down the track, it's going to be very different to today. So when I find myself in those, find myself in those situations, I say, you know, yeah, this is tough. Um, but this is just one day and tomorrow is going to be better and six months is going to be different and 12 months I'm going to look back on this and think, you know, wow, and, and what did I learn from it? What, what do I gain from it? I always try and think for me that things happen for a reason and what can I take from it? Thanks, Nicole. Thanks for sharing that. That was lovely. Now let's also hear from a fellow miner, but he is also a life coach and I had the pleasure of interviewing him in my studio yesterday and I hit him up about the same question too. So let's go ahead and listen to Jody's thoughts and I'm sure that you'll agree this interview was a lot of fun, so watch out for that in episode 13. Take it away, Jody. If you, you find yourself being predisposed, whether because of life circumstances influencing what's going on with you emotionally, get yourself some ammunition back. Give yourself some ammunition to counteract everything else that's going on around you. Yeah. So you start with compiling a, a USB stick, if you can play a USB stick in your truck or wherever you might be, have it on your iPod or, or wherever. Compile some top songs that really just make you feel good um, and and have a good hour of them at least there and also have other little things that might make you feel good might have been a gift a bracelet from a a, a lover could have been a letter from a lover could be a photo of an amazing dog that you have or you Hmm. just like to cuddle or a bird or um, your boat the fish (laughs) that you didn't catch (laughs) or that big fish like (laughs) this catch (laughs) so give yourself the tools exactly 
take those with you to work because they are all anchors. They will all work in your benefit. And when you're feeling crap, get them out. And get them out and listen to the music and look at the photos. And before, before too long, your whole, your whole nervous system will change and you'll change your own state and you'll actually start to feel good. We'll give you a better perspective on what's going on that day. You'll be able to think clearer and we'll probably surprise yourself. You might actually come up with some solutions for whatever's troubling you because mm. you're in a better state. Yeah. And it is functioning better. You could even, I believe, Mad Mums has even said when, when you're in your donger at your room, you said, you know, bringing your things like your favourite pillow or your favourite duna cover or a picture of something, a family member. Your teddies. Your teddies. There I've got go. two teddies. Two teddies. And I go into my donger and I go, <laughs> oh, hi, I'm home. <laughs> and I leave the telly on for him, but I turn it down so I don't wake up old mate next door if he's there. Oh, that's, yeah, that's considerate. Oh, yeah, of course. That's how I roll. <laughs> that's, that's cool. So, look, there you go. So, um, you've already covered the, the sleeping arrangements and where you spend your time when you're not at work. Mm. So, there's no reason why you shouldn't do that while you're at work as well. Make a working environment more mm. friendly for yourself emotionally. Not okay. just make your donger more homely. Yeah, do Take it. a bit of it with yes. you. Yes. Exactly. Take your favourite book. I mean, that's why you see a lot, a lot of operators, they w- walk into the truck with a collection of their favourite magazines, cars, motorbikes. Um, I suppose with, with ladies, it's other uh, style of magazines, maybe. Well, a lot. Well, I... Well, yeah. some ladies. Some, some ladies, ladies like motorbikes like and cars. Me. Like you. So, yeah. So just do that. Do that for yeah. yourself. And, and, and make it a ritual. And you, you'll find you, you won't slip into the unwarranted emotions unwarranted you won't stay in negative emotions for a prolonged period of time okay so of course the next person is me mad mumsy how do i cope how do i get through things i shared quite a lot with you in episode 10 but a lot of a lot of shit has gone on in my life like yours too probably people have died suddenly and some took a long time Two people were murdered, and one was the niece of my friend. She was only 11 years old. That was a pretty tough time for everybody, and my family, and and my girls as well. And it's times like this that I'm reminded of that and how we all got through it. It's by sticking together. That's one, one of the big ways. My long-term relationship broke down very unexpectedly Um, and on it goes, you know. And if I'm going to live a long time, which I'm planning, it's probably not over yet. (laughs) But here I am. I reckon the old hippie in me helps. Woo-woo stuff like knowing that I have a team of angels now who are looking after me and my family. Being a glass-half-full kind of gal... And yelling at the TV where my footy teams are playing. Yes, I have two teams. And I'm allowed to have two teams. Much to the disgust of some people. But that's another story that we won't go into today. Go the crows, go the lions. I like to meditate when I can. And shut my mind up for a bit. I call it defragging. You know, putting all the bits back where they belong. (laughs) I also love my nag champa incense and small things like looking at the sky. 
I've called the dozer driver up a few times over the years. Can you see that sunset? Huh? huh? How can you not notice? Sunsets, moons, stars, sunrises. We get some wicked sunrises when you're working out in the mines because there's no lights around to disturb anything and we're up at the crack of dawn, literally working through it. (laughs) Of course... A red wine, yes I like my beer, but a red wine whilst I'm cooking a barbie, watching a TED talk on my iPad is also one of my most favourite cherished things to do. But this isn't about me, this is about you. What floats your boat? What do you do to get through the shitty times? What about the really fucked up times? It's the base that you build now that will help you keep afloat. Perhaps be the life raft for someone else too. That sounded very deep, didn't it? I like that as I was writing it. I did write a few notes, obviously. I'm going to say that one again. Because it's about... What I'm trying to say is start noticing the little things that you do to help you get through each day or when someone says crap at work or with your family or, you know, if you're just having a bad day or your footy team lost or, what you know, how do you start practising turning it around? And what do you do in your world that isn't the woo-woo mad mumsy world, you know, that helps you to do that? This is what's going to help us all get through. I really believe it. I really believe it. And... Too many people aren't making it through. You know, this has been about sudden death accidents and heart attacks. We haven't even touched on suicide. But all of these underlying issues that I'm talking about, um, we hear mental health a lot. And mental health is just, not just, but mental health is a word that we hear heaps now in the media. But what it really means are things like, A guy that I know, who I've worked with, messaged me during the week and said he'd been to a funeral of one of his mates who'd taken his life, suicide, and then he found out a couple of days later that another one did it. Two guys in two weeks in this young fella's life that he's had to deal with and You know, this is why we've got to get this message out there. It might not be you. You might be right. You might might be like me. (laughs) Freaking awesome and always working on yourself and reading all those books and doing affirmations. That's something else I do a lot. Visualising and meditating and, and that. But there's a lot of people that don't do that shit at all. And they probably never will and don't want to. But... What I'm trying to say in this episode, I guess, is to have a look at what it is in your world that can get you through and to try and get that message through to other people that shit's going to go down, life's going to be fucked up. That's how it's, you know, (laughs) who has the perfect life where nothing goes wrong? So... It's something that, you know, well, what they say should be taught in kindergarten. I don't know how. There, well, there are strategies and ways. 
but we won't go into that, I guess, right now. But what you know what I'm trying to say is that it's it's got to be in ground that we can we can turn our thoughts around, but it takes training. Start, you know, like hard hat mentors. Um, comments and notes and everything and how what I got out of that was that we can coach ourselves so we need to start thinking about even if you just start thinking about noticing geez I feel like crap today why 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 am I letting that upset me is that gonna you know is that really that bad nah let it go just let some shit go you know, we just take everything on board and our lives are so full and I'm having a rant. <laughs> but that's what this episode is about and it's taken me ra- ranting on this long to get to it, I guess, or to the heart of it. So I'm going to read that paragraph again because that's what did it. What floats your boat? What do you do to get through the shit times? What about the really fucked up times? It's the base that you build now that will help to keep you afloat and perhaps be the life raft for someone else too. We need to support each other, have those conversations, especially if you're worried about someone's health, their physical condition or mental health. If they won't talk to you, perhaps talking to their mate who might have a word could help. One word can change a life. It might be that one smile, that one word, that one conversation that just turns that person around. Or it might be you. (sighs) So, (laughs) lightening up a bit. Might have a drink. That was a bit tough. Not as tough as last episode, that's for sure. But what I have done is I have put together a free guide for you with a few boxes and stuff to get you thinking. You know, you can tick and flick, but it's not a it's not a take five or a you know little hazard report. Maybe it is. Perhaps it is. Perhaps. Oh my gosh. Perhaps it's a hazard report on yourself. Do you like that? Or is that just a bit creepy, (laughs) a bit corny? So I've put together a free... (laughs) I nearly choked then. That's ridiculous. I have put together a free guide for you with a few tickable boxes and stuff to get you thinking. It ain't rocket science, but it can help you to look at what we have dealt with now and, you know, like me, what I've... You'll see by what I've written, there's some things I've been through. I haven't been through all of the things on the list. Perhaps you have had some. The Real Miner gave me a few ideas that I had not even thought of. Coming from a man, I guess, maybe. I don't know if it was a man thing or just experiences. But it just makes you realise how much we go through. It's not, that is certainly not a bucket list, the first couple of lists. Um, and I'm a list head too, which you'll know. But it's not something we want to tick off in all of that. <laughs> Maybe the bottom list where it's more about ideas, 
little things that we can do to get through, to be a little bit happier, to help turn your mindset around when you're having a bad day. Just a few ideas of of things that you could start looking for, looking out to do. Um, There'll also be some links that I'll share, you know, all the normal standard links. Oh, that sounds terrible. I was going to say Lifeline and Beyond Blue, but don't, you know, I'm not being blasé about normal standard stuff you see all the time, but they're great services and they're there. And there are other services out there as well, like A Miner's Legacy, Rachel's A Miner's Legacy. And I'm going to have some more groups like that on the on the podcast that we can find out more about what they're doing. Feel free to print it off and share if you like. I'm just trying to help peeps any way I can. And hopefully this may be one way. You can get this guide at madmumsy.com forward slash 11 download. That's the number 11 download. Print one for you and why not print another one for your mate just in case. All the links we discussed in this episode can be found at madmumsy.com forward slash beers 11. That's madmumsy with a Z or a Z depending where you're from and the number 11. Um, I'm not sure if I've ever mentioned that it, how you spell mumsy because I've seen a few people type it and they don't spell it like I do. Oops. <laughs> Hello, Google. So it's Mumsy, M-U-M-Z-I-E, M-U-M-Z-I-E dot com forward slash beers 11. Just a little side note, my lovable grandson, when I started getting into this internet stuff and he was listening to me, listening to podcasts, and most of them at that time were American. And they'd say, I'll say madmumsy.com like that. And they'd say, and head over to madmumsy.com. And so he used to really take the piss out of me and just say, madmumsy.com. Everything was .com. <laughs> He's hilarious. Love you, boy. Thank you so much for listening, and please share with your mates. Last week, to honour Tony's passing three years ago, some of his mates got together and put on a memorial run on their Harleys. Tony, too, loved riding his Harley, and it was good to see them all go on a bit of a ride around the valley in our area, and they came to our local pub where Tony used to frequent, and also the other local pub, there's a couple, and they ended up there with a few drinks and a feed and old mate playing the guitar, singing some classic songs, a bit of reminiscing, and it was really good to catch up with some people that really I only met at Tony's funeral, and they've now become good friends of mine. So good on you guys. Thanks for doing that. I'm sure it won't be the last... OC memorial run and it was also really good to see that a couple of them have 
taken a few lessons from Tony's passing and are looking a lot healthier. It's great to see that they have learned a few lessons from this, like hopefully we all have. So in closing, instead of a couple of tunes that you'd be getting used to now from my girlfriend, Cookie, who's actually a bloke, (laughs) we'll explain that when I get him on the show, we might go out with the sound of Tony's mates leaving our local hotel on their Harleys. Music to Tony's ears, I'm sure. And I know that he was listening. Cheers. This is for you, Tony. Rest in peace, Tony. Gonna do this every year. We're never gonna forget ya, because we love ya.